Hi guys and welcome back to Iris Podcast 2020 where we celebrate and love and drop it like it's hot to all things queer and LGBTQ. I am your podcaster, your host and put the function in dysfunctional, Kide. I'm hoping by now the sound people have realized that I really want a theme tune and they start putting that in. Today with us in the studio we have the lovely Michael whose film Better has been shortlisted for Best of British and the prize for the winner is services for the next film by Pinewood Studios and they will get a UK-wide audience with all four, with Film 4 on all four. Hi Michael, how's it going? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you for coming to my humble abode. It's lovely. Do you like yes, it? I do. Like, I'm really yeah. into my feng shui right now. It's very natural. Yeah, thank I, you. I, I believe just, it. Thank you. I'm just trying to ground myself <laughs> and just really feel... You do your own production design. Yeah, no, I do. I I've designed all this myself no, with no good. help from Harrison at all. No, of course. <laughs> so how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, I'm fine, yeah. We, we came through from London uh, this morning. Nice. Uh, and we've spent a nice day in Cardiff. Lovely. Kirsty's my producer who's with me. So we wanted to do some shopping, but she hasn't managed yet. Hi, Kirsty. She's off screen. But we see her and but feel she, her. But she's she, she's in your home as yes, well. Yes, she is also in my home, yeah. wandering around the third floor yeah, well, in the yeah, West yeah, Wing. Of course. <laughs> and that's a really strong London accent I'm hearing as well. You are, yes, yeah. Very traditional very, you know, embedded in the, the culture of London. Yeah. Where are you actually from? I am from Glasgow. Oh, originally. Nice. And uh, yeah, I went to school up there, studied there, and then moved down to London about eight years ago. Oh, bro. What did you study? I studied uh, film production at oh, nice. the Royal Scottish, Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. It changed its name it from did. the Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama when I was there. <laughs> and we were the first year to graduate the new name. Uh, so I, yeah, I studied there, the film production, and then following that moved uh, down south and started working there and that has been the story and that that's your whole life since then that's it yeah. nothing else happened i was no i was born went to university yeah and then, great uh, then came you do seem yeah. very put together so i feel that that you've just yeah. aged very I'm, quickly I'm, you know, I'm almost nine years old now yeah so i can t- i can yeah, tell good. <laughs> so i like to treat my interviews a little bit like a first date Okay. If that's okay for you. Well, yeah, it depends what your parameters well, are. Well, have to see what happens on my first depends day. Depends what, what, what base we get to. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. See if you play your cards right. Well, so I'll try. Just try and get to know you a little mm. better and just really get a sense of who you are. So first question, which I view as the most important question a person can be asked. Okay. What is your star sign? We're, we're disagreeing already as to whether that's an important question, but uh, Scorpio is my star sign. Does that say a lot about my... I'm a Scorpio too. Oh, well. This is why we're vibing. Made to be. We're meant to be together. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, for feel sure. it. Well, yeah. now, no, now I know how to like maneuver you through questions. No, for sure. Yeah. Because it, you're a Scorpio. It's, it's very connected to my... Yeah, of course. Well, you're just, you're just a mysterious story. sign. Mm. So you like to hold back. So I'll, 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 I'll get through eventually. You can, you can ease out what you <laughs> need to. I can indeed. Base three. But yeah, <laughs> and we're done. Cool. Yeah. And um, will you, you're taking the bill, yeah? Oh, of course. Wicked, yeah. thank or, you. Only a gentleman would. Thank you so much. <laughs> Question two, mm. if you could have any superpower, what would you have? I've always wanted to be able to fly. I mean, I'm sure that's a very standard answer, but... It is, you know. but it's a good answer. And your home doesn't have a roof, so I could, I could yeah. practice it now. <laughs> exactly, I couldn't afford the roof. Well, of course. Times yeah. are hard. I've um, spent a lot on decor. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, that was good. the main point. It's a bit mm. cold sometimes, but... Oh, I'm feeling that. I'm quite <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> and last question, mm. what would you say is your favorite thing about yourself? Favorite thing about myself? I love throwing people off with that. Mm. Well, I don't know. It taps into whether you're whether you're arrogant or overly modest. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think perhaps that... I've got too many answers or can't think of. Yeah, any maybe I'm going to go with yeah. you've got too many answers. Possibly got too many answers. <laughs> no, I just think that people. I... Oops, sorry. No, go. Well, I I I feel like I like to think a lot. 
And okay. I think that's my my desire to think. That's quite abstract, but... It is, but, but I like it. But you can take what you want from it. No. I think that's important for filmmaking. Yeah, no... If we're going to connect it back to the, yeah, if we're gonna, the topic at hand. N- no, I'm just going to go on a tangent now. Okay. Um, and watch favourite food. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think about that too. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Do you really? Sometimes. All the time? A lot of the time. I think about it now. So... Since we're talking about film, let's mm. tangent in because yeah. otherwise we'll be here forever. I give you, a good and segue. you did. It was a really mm. good segue. Do you want to do this interview? We, we, we could run it that way. Should we just swap? Wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what have you made? <laughs> a mess of my life. Well, well we're here now. Well, we're so here now. We'll, so we'll, here we we'll deal with the cards we've been dealt. I cannot talk about the emotional roller coaster that I was on with your film. It okay. Was be a short podcast then? Say again. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah I can't talk about it. <laughs> So we're done. Thanks for joining, guys. Been great. <laughs> no, it was just I didn't expect where it was going to go, and the feelings that I felt. It was mm. it was ma- I really really liked it. I thought it was brilliant. Good. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but I have to say that because you do. You <laughs> no, yeah. I really did. It would be rude otherwise. Yeah, of course. Mm. And I have invited you here, so you have. Yeah. <laughs> what was your inspiration behind making it? Uh, so yeah, so I uh, I didn't write it, but I wrote it with. Um, our writer Lucy Heath, who's mm-hmm. also the star of the film, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a combination of just some of uh, my interests and some of hers. She was originally interested because she'd suffered quite a lot from anxiety um, when she was younger, and she'd always thought, well, how how wonderful would it be if if there were really just a, a quick fix to that, you know? And it's something obviously anybody in a in a dire enough situation hopes for. And then it sort of got us thinking about, well, how, how do we place this in a, in a sort of culturally and contextually relevant space? And then the idea of a sort of approach to conversion therapy, we, we, we found interesting because I think that's the kind of undertone, although not explicitly stated in the film. It's sort of, yeah, what if conversion therapy actually worked? Because I guess the interesting question to me is, is the, well, where's the, where does the controversy lie in something like conversion therapy? Is, is it the fact that it's at base ethically wrong or is it or is is it the fact that it's morally problematic because it actually is is scientifically invalid as well so so you know if you were offered this potential to change your sexuality or 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 enough about your persona so that you were able to better integrate with the culture as it is is that something you would do and it seems like it definitely would be tempting even if it raises kind of uh, ethically existential questions Wow, that was a great answer. <laughs> it, was Good. Really, it was a really abstract good again. Abstract. But there we go. You didn't really say anything. We're, we're just, we're just, yeah, we're, we're just we're, saying we're, words. We're going to go on a very abstract roller coaster no, it was tonight. No, lovely. So and it's uh, something that you said uh, mm. then about would you choose to this uh, to better integrate um, yeah. this struggle that the mother feels with the child about like wanting them to be who they are versus them getting protected from the cruelties mm. of like the world and like. That internal struggle was like really like, like painful, mm. but like uh, connect. What's the word I'm looking for? Emotionally integrated. Yeah, saying integrated again. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, I think for me it was like, well, you know, the, the balance is again between, you know, are you, are you as an individual, are you pushing, trying to push forward like a a social justice movement? I mean, I think I think if we were all viewing ourselves as individuals as part of a a collective social movement, we would be looking to you know, eradicate the kind of culture that makes it problematic to be LGBT. Um, but then also as individuals, you know, we're responsible for our families and our, our you know, our children and our own um, 
well-being and 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 that is in at least in some part how you respond to the culture that already exists and you know one person isn't going to change uh, that culture at least most people as individuals won't change that culture and if you care enough about your child not as part of a a collective socio-political movement but as a but as a as an individual it's like well are you going to are you going to pick their well-being or are you going to put them forward as as part of a, a movement to change society and you know that that's not a an obviously answerable question i think that was what we found interesting about posing that question is there isn't an obvious answer to that and although popularly you should be you should be seen to be advocating for a not wanting to change who you are and you know stand by who you are i think the the realities of existence you know hit people hard and and uh, it's definitely a tempting thing and 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 i guess the film raises the question is it, is it a justifiable thing yeah totally and back on like sort of relating to that question you you can see that it's got nothing to do with that she doesn't love her kids or she doesn't mm. accept it she absolutely it's precisely because yeah, it's exactly because mm. and even like the first scene uh like near the beginning when they're um sitting down and they're watching like queer programming mm. and you know a lot of parents would will wouldn't even expose uh kids to that um was that something that you wanted to make sure that you were showing sort of like um parents bonding over sort of lgbtq programming without worrying about age well i, well, I guess it put the impetus <clears throat> on her in some sense because you know when she's having to make the decision you know is his manner and his his lifestyle that she's helped cultivate at odds with his culture mm -hmm. and 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 you know there are there are it is a result of her parenting at least in some as much as you accept that um you know how a child evolves is 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 nurture as well as, well as nature um you know she's played a, a part in that and she's played a part in what is also making it so difficult for him despite the fact that her motivations were definitely uh, at least hypothetically virtuous you know she wanted she wanted him to be who he was but you know that, that the eternal question with parents is you know do you encourage them to to uh, what would you say do you encourage them to 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 continue their journey as they might otherwise without your interference and it's also not easy to see what that would be because you know you can't let a six-month-year-old just live their life as they would do otherwise they starve and die um but it's like you know so how much how much influence is is affecting what he's going to go through and then how much is beyond that how much is it her responsibility to potentially undo what she's done hmm. no for sure and it, it, it seems like I don't she's know if that was very coherent but no what well, I, I totally got it well, other people somewhere. might but we'll see it's only us here so <laughs> <laughs> um you've lost my train of thought now thanks okay well <laughs> um no um she, she seems like she's trying to accept it and just let them be who they want to be as much as they can and then obviously she sees the video and it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back for mm. her because that's the last thing you want for your child is to see them in sort of pain or struggling mm. and sort of getting called names is kind of obviously horrible but mm. you can kind of as a parent tolerate that but when you see them getting like hit and you don't actually even see mm. what's on the video but you can hear it and mm. you, your mind goes wherever it goes well it's potentially darker than that yeah you know, we're, we're not sure and i think we wanted to keep that abstract enough surprisingly um we wanted, <laughs> to, keep, <laughs> we wanted to keep that abstract enough so that you know that your imagination could go somewhere and it you know it, it, it might go darker than the necessary but you know that these things are always possible um and i think yeah it was just to that moment where her 
labors to make his life better were kind of thrown back in her face in an uncomfortable way and this you know you know viewing especially with with social media as, as everything's filmed and you know as a lot as you know a lot of our kind of social movements at the moment are instigated by amateur coverage of the of these events so you know it holds people to account but it also reveals you know the kind of behavior that would otherwise be hidden so we wanted that kind of visceral moment where you could you could certainly hear and feel her initial reaction and it, it, it's and it was a kind of mixture we, we wanted to communicate that it was a mixture of her seeing someone she loved in pain but also knowing that or certainly suspecting that she played a hand in that and that that's that's almost that's almost worse than just the pain it's like it's like well perhaps i also was the the evil behind it yeah even no. if i didn't mean it yeah totally mm. no it, it, that all come through in the film i was literally like mm. sitting in cornwall just like in i've got i got away with my <laughs> it's not for people in cornwall. It, it's not for people in cornwall i did they say that they, it, <laughs> it was yeah. the disclaimer at the that start of the it. film yeah um it is actually for you people in cornwall just you can you, you can watch it you yeah. are more than welcome to but watch you it. might you might break down similarly. yeah <laughs> but yeah I, me and my family were staying on this like really lovely like house <laughs> and i spent the day like watching the films and i was just sitting there like because you I could imagine, just I imagine a lot of them were were emotionally yeah well as just well. it's exactly like you said mm. it's like pain that you feel when you're like oh okay they're feeling this but also by the actions that mm. i've made has also mm. potentially caused this to us and mm. well, it? well it's well it, you know I, I sort of drew a parallel with because you, you read about you know soldiers that come back from war and they you know they, they suffer ptsd and actually you know from a psychological perspective a lot of a lot of the time it's it's when they you know when they go through and have conversations with clinical psychologists and stuff it's, it's revealed that actually the thing that damages them is not what they've seen but what they did and you know they these and it's, it's not as if they've not seen a lot of horrible stuff mm -hmm. but it, it, it's the it's when they recognize what they're capable of it's like that that can be darker than you can imagine yeah mm. wow <laughs> on a lighter note <laughs> let's talk about one of my mm. favorite parts in it when she comes upstairs and she painted her toenails mm. and she just joins in and helps her. Well, well, well. Let let me uh, let me take the lightness away from that. For oh a no. Well, I guess I guess that you know that's part of this, the same discussion, isn't it? It's like, you know, a little boy going to school with these nails painted. Mm -hmm. And while we would all love for that to not cause any issue, because you know we we, we all accept that we want to get to a place where these sort of unnecessary um, gender norms aren't enforced by anything other than what they need to be enforced mm -hmm. by. Um, and then, then again, that's another example of her sort of taking, potentially placing her, what would you say, placing her personal political stance and a, a mixed with a desire for his well-being, potentially above his, the, the reality of his his circumstance. And, mm -hmm. you know, that that that's all kind of leading towards that um towards the moment where she makes a kind of more drastic decision on his part later i think i think what's kind of what we were trying to go for in terms of the kind of more harrowing emotions of the film mm. was that he really doesn't have a hand in any of this and and, and it's sort uh. of like you know he you sort of feel that potentially he's led uh, her to to allow him to be the way he is but it's that's not so obvious i mean possibly that's her and mm. possibly you know she has decided he will he will be this pillar of her political virtue or something like that and and uh 
and but she, but she's made his decisions the entire way through and i think that you know one of the sadder things is and you know there's parallels to be drawn with um you know how people raise lgbt kids and especially trans kids at, 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 at young age it's like just how much autonomy do they have and you know that's the eternal question it's why it's such a political struggle to talk about these things is there really isn't an obvious answer at least to me there doesn't seem like an obvious answer you know we've got a battle between um you know this kind of instinctual empathy for people also people's political motivations that goes in that go in either direction and also just the reality of being a child that doesn't know what they want and your parents having to make decisions for you and it's like well just how consequential do you want those decisions to be oh well, well, you tried to go light. Well, I tried and, and to I go light, and apparently I'm not there. allowed to have yeah. a good. Part. I'm not allowed to be happy about this film, apparently. But but, but, it <laughs> no, is, no, but, it's, but it's also sweet. I mean, I will, I will, you know, the, you know, the, the things, the, these, you know, the, the idea of, of making anything is you hope it's layered in, in, in some some manner. So, yeah, I think I think you know, there, there, it's touching because on, on a human to human level, that moment is 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 kind, mm-hmm. and 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 it's something that regardless of whether she's led him to want this he does want it at the mm. time and, and and she's supporting him even though we we see her feel this um dilemma beforehand yeah. um so while it plays a part in you know kind of where the where the narrative goes i think you know on a, on a just on a kind of instantaneous human to human level it's definitely a a, a sweeter moment of of uh, <coughs> mother son friendship yeah no i t- i mm. It, it's great and it obviously should be layered i'm just not smart <laughs> i'm just not smart enough to think i was not smart just not smiling yeah i'm just there crying i refuse to smile i just refuse I, to I smile i will not waver on that no. i will, will no um, smile you're absolutely right and it's something mm. that i hadn't even thought about that mm. i and it's making me think back to when i was a kid side note this is going to be about me now um when i was younger um no like when mm. i was younger there was this girl in primary school that i used to love shanice Elliott. if you're listening you are my first love and I wanted to take a, it was Valentine's Day and I wanted to take a like these massive bouquet of flowers in like this teddy bear and my mum was like mm. well no it's too, it's too girly you can't do that you can't do that you can't do mm. that and she was like because the boys will make fun of you and it's that thing where you're like your kid wants to do something mm. but you know what the effect's going to be if they do and yeah you're totally right about the well that's the battle isn't it yeah it's like it's like well yeah I mean you very likely would have been bullied. I probably would. And I was anyway. So then, I should have just well, taken the flowers. Well, <laughs> well, well, that's the other. That's the yeah. other question. I mean, that might also be true. It's like, well, just how, how do you become more resilient? It's like, well, maybe you do just do the things that you want to do and, mm. and deal with the consequences. But that's the, that's a hard thing to ask a parent to do. Yeah, but possibly they should be. I don't know. And then just get the therapy later. Yeah, right. that's what yeah. I did. Well, and know, I'm a well-adjusted human exposing, now. Exposing yourself to difficult situations because that's at the heart of this as mm-hmm. well. It's just like, well. You know, you want to be a resilient person. You, you don't want to be someone that's just protected from from uncomfortable experiences. So, you know, so perhaps you know, in your your situation, if you've been sent with the flowers, maybe maybe that would have been a good thing. Who know? We'll, we'll, know. we'll never know. We, we won't. We'll never know. Me and Shanice could have been married now. You could with have been a giant family, three I kids. Would, I would be surprised with a house with a roof. It would have been great. Well, that would have been yeah. Would I mean, have been, that would have been the dream. That extra yeah. extra dollar would have. Uh, yeah, that's would what have, did it. I would, would have, have had the flowers covered your covered your house. <laughs> So, you know, with the, the kids that were in the film, mm. did you ever talk to them about any of the sort of like non-binary transgender kids um, and issues of that sort of nature? Mm. And did if you did, how did they react to it? Yeah. So, I mean, we, well, 
not in such specific terms so the 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 films were about not fitting in fundamentally mm -hmm. and, I, and i think you know we we had the um sort of implicit angle of uh, lgbt angle but it, i didn't view it certainly when we were making it as as primarily an lgbt film it, mm -hmm. it was a film about difference and about wanting to um fix difference and and and, and the you know the the question there being you know do you want to fix difference or is or is or is being different as part of you know the tapestry of our culture a good thing even if it's a difficult thing so i mean i talked to the so um micah the the the, the lead boy and i spoke uh, to him at, yeah, at length about you know about how he felt at school and obviously mm -hmm. and, and he definitely he had some interesting stories about that because obviously he's been he's acted quite a lot you know he, this wasn't his first thing he'd done quite a lot of television and film stuff before which is obviously an unusual experience for for a kid so you know that i think they understand you can you can sort of abstract out the principle of of, of what you're trying to get and and talk to them in in generalities in a way that they're able to relate to their own experience um but no i we didn't talk specifically about what it would mean to be non-binary mm -hmm. i'm not even sure what it means to be non-binary in any in any deep sense mm -hmm. and i wouldn't wish to cast um, you know my own aspersions on that. It's not. It's certainly not something I've, I've experienced, mm -hmm. or and I, I don't know many people who, who identify that way. So I didn't feel wholly qualified to have have that discussion. But um, but no, I, th I think I think there are general principles that apply to anything where you where you feel different from others and how you deal with that. And I think it, you know that is about strength and resilience and reacting to you know the situation you find yourself in. So we 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 talked about about that. Yeah, cool. No, I was just, mm. I was interested to know what, how, mm. we, I have a lot of kids in my family, so mm. um, I talk to them, I mean, I say kids now, they're like 50, um, but I talk to them a lot about like uh, gay culture and LGBT mm. culture, and I would just, I'm always interested to find out mm. what younger people see it as, because mm. there's a lot of talk about, oh, this does this to kids, and overexposing them to this, but mm. when I've, any kids I've actually spoken mm. to have not felt it in sort of an oppressive way so just well it's well it's like i mean i think you know talking to kids about lgbtq i mean it's like talking to kids about any culture i think you know there are parts of it that are appropriate for children and parts of it that aren't i mean a lot of lgbt culture is sexualized just like a lot of other cultures mm -hmm. sexualized and you don't talk to them about those parts but you can, i mean there's, there's there's absolutely no reason why you can't talk to kids about the variety of you know romance and relationships mm. and like you would about anything else but I, I i don't think i think people who complain about that and people who advocate for it in some manner pl place a false dichotomy it's like well you either talk to them about every part of lgbt culture or you or you you say it's taboo it's mm. like well clearly that's not the case i mean clearly you can you can decipher what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and the idea that two men might fall in love is clearly one of the appropriate parts but you know talking to them about you know anything else anything else anything you know, past third base well, well precisely yeah, yeah well yeah. by the end of this shouldn't be watching the end of this interview, yeah definitely I would, not i would imagine <laughs> um but clearly that's you know that that's that's a different matter now whether i mean i'm sure there's larger conversations to be had about about you know how much kids should be talked to about sexual experience and all that kind of stuff but, that, but i think you know within our understanding of yeah. what's appropriate for children I, I, I think the same kind of rules apply to cultures of all sorts of course no i totally mm. agree it's, but back to uh, back to the kids. That's a weird sentence. Mm. Um, throw myself off of that. They so they uh, they call um, the the kids so many like 
like hurtful names and stuff and they bully him and stuff. Mm. Um, and there always seems to be like, especially with like teenagers and kids, this sort of like allowance for like homophobic, mm. like slurring it all, almost becomes normalized in the sense that if someone if, said something racist to me, mm. It would be pulled up a lot quicker yeah, sure. than if I like when they run in, they run past mm. uh, him down the thing and they like mm. gay boy blah blah blah. But if they called him the, the n word mm. or anything else, then mm. then it's a problem. So mm. I, I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there is definitely. I mean, I think you know, racism and homophobia have different and similar histories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think it was. It definitely isn't. It is nor. I. I don't know how much it's normalized now. In in okay. in some parts. I mean, I'm not at school anymore. It certainly was normalized. <laughs> well, I, I would. I would say. I would say conversations about race, it, from from a kind of racist standpoint, and conversations about sexuality from a homophobic standpoint, were at different places. Certainly, when I was at school, it definitely was, kind of seen. Certainly within the kind of student population, mm-hmm. to be for it to be okay to use homophobic slurs. I. I don't know if it would have been okay to use racist slurs. I would agree that there's a disparity there. I do think there's a different a different history. I'm not I'm not quantifying. I don't think yeah. you can quantify what's worse or otherwise. I think they are distinct problems. They share the same issue, of course. Mm-hmm. They share they share a kind of identity tribalism that's mm-hmm. just not good for anyone. Um, but we won't go there. Yes, no, we um, shan't. <laughs> no, we shan't. But uh, uh, over a beer later, per- perhaps. <laughs> but yes, but I, th- but I, th- I think you know the, the root of of any kind of of any kind of bigotry is 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 a kind of you know uh, tribalism and uh, but and and each and each each correcting for these correcting for the fact that people think these distinctions have value, mm-hmm. which is probably you know the actual heart of the issue, is they travel at different rates. And and I, but I would agree. I think that homophobia is taken in its explicit forms and in its more subtle forms very casually mm. perhaps up until very recently I, th- I think it probably is we're, we're definitely making progress I, mean, I think we're making progress along all of these all of these fronts but certainly when i was at school it was you know and i i did it as well i think anyone that pretends they didn't is lying mm. um you know used you know gay as a as a slur mm-hmm. Um, I think it was quite common. Um, I don't know really how to answer that question. Yeah, no, I, think, okay. I, think, I think I agree with the fact that it is it is normalised, and I, I, as not having experienced racist um, I, racist abuse, it's hard for me to speak experientially on that. I mean, we can talk abstractly. But we can absolutely. Um, but <laughs> but from an experiential perspective, I, I I it's hard for me to compare those two. Yeah, no, of course, mm. I totally I totally understand. It was just kind of one that just popped mm. into my head because obviously, like as a gay person of colour. Mm. I always wonder why intersectional problems. Yeah, intersectional problems. I'm like, <laughs> where do I go? Yeah. Um, but like I said, if someone was racist mm. to me, I'd be very confrontational mm. about it. Yeah. Where if someone's homophobic to me, mm. I'm more likely just to like walk away and pass it off. And I don't mm. know, even internally, why mm. I don't feel like it angers me as much. Well, it's possible as, that as, just as an, as, an, as an individual, you just need to pick your battles. I mean, you, yeah. can't, you, can't, you can't be, you don't want to be angry and bitter all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm also Middle Eastern, so there's just a there's lot just of... There's just a lot going on there's there. There's just a lot of, a yeah, lot of mean, battles I need yeah, to fight. I mean, I think, as, you know, everyone, everyone's individual and everyone's, you know, the individual is comprised of all of the identity groups that you belong to in mm-hmm. some unique intersectional way. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if things, you know, there's certainly... 
recently, obviously, there's been a lot of focus on on sort of racial tension and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's uh, I'm not trying to diagnose <laughs> yeah, you, but, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's certainly <laughs> possible that, you know, that certain things are heightened in certain circumstances. No, I mean, I don't, I prefer not to take offence to things. I, I tend not to take offence to things. I try to view um, people as a result of their of their experiences, ignorant or otherwise. And, you know, we can talk about things from there. But, but uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think there's a different, there's a different social context that yeah. racism is existing in at the moment. And, you know, obviously has done, but it's certainly consciously at the moment that I can understand why you might feel like a more visceral response to that. Fair. Just turn this all back to me again. It's literally like no, my it's therapy fine. It's session. interesting. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Good stuff. So let's get back. <laughs> Let me get back to the film because mm. it is worth stuff talking I about. Stuff I actually know what I'm talking so, about. Yeah, no, you've hit, so, you've hit all this out yeah. the bag. And, yeah, and I don't compliment people for nothing. Oh, well, is that true? No, I don't. <laughs> you yeah. can ask Possibly. them. He's been, he's been friendly all Harrison day. will tell you. <laughs> um, what was your favourite scene mm. in the film? Or the one that moves you the most? Mm. Well, it's hard to know what moves me the most because I know them all intimately and and in okay. and in very uh, in a very kind of detailed way that that makes it. I think you know. I think as with anything, when you're working on something, when you when you focus on the micro detail, it's very hard to view things in the macro and experience them emotionally. So, nodding when you say macro, like I know what's going on, big and small. Cool. Thank you so much. You can look at things in detail, or you can things in the in the, in the larger <laughs> Thank sense. Thank you so much for that. Um, but uh, that sounded very patronising. No, so it sorry. didn't. But you did ask. But so, and so, I already so I thought you were patronising. So. <laughs> I'm joking. He's I mean, very lovely. And patronising. You can be no, both no, things. You can be both. Um, the world is full things. of blacks yeah. and whites and greys. <laughs> it's grey. Definitely grey. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I actually like the, like the moment in the, um, in the clinic, just the sort of, I guess what you'd say it was like the sort of penultimate moment before she makes the decision. Mm-hmm. I think it's always nice when you, in a film where you feel like... Uh, all the component parts of the film up to that point have led somewhere and this is this is the kind of decision moment so that for me that 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 has the most tension in it and mm. i think you know tension creates cinematic moments as everyone knows deep yes mm. as everyone does know mm. a deep cliche yeah <laughs> um that whole like um call it a surgery for all intents and mm. purposes is feels so psychotic mm. and for me, I don't know if this was meant to or if anyone else felt this when they watched it. What but do you it, mean, like, psychotic? Like, there's just the whole, like, um, how do I explain it? This what? whole, like, uh, robotic-y, like, I can't mm. believe this actually exists and this is what is happening. Mm. And just barbaric. Yeah, just completely yeah. great. And then sort of mirroring, like, their behavior and, like, being a bit off just sort of mm. mirrored her, like, emotional state. And mm. it was just, I was just like, oh, God, this is a lot. But it was like detached. Yeah, I think was that was was the the attempt there was that it just felt. Well, I guess when you remove, that was another sort of idea I think we had that was that when you remove the kind of complexity of subjectivity from thing from from any scenario and you you try to view things purely scientifically or purely objectively, you know, there's a lot missing when you remove subjectivity from from issues surrounding identity and and sexuality and, and all of these kind of things and i think that i think what was so eerie about it is that we don't view a, an individual's identity as something that that is objectively quantifiable in a, in a in a scientific sense so then trying to make those changes in in a in a purely objective scientific way feels inappropriate and i think the i think that the kind of oddness of that was because you're dealing with something so 
so subjective and so human and we we aren't just science you know we we're we we're, we're we're more than that we're 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 science as uh, in terms of our structure but you know clearly there's there's more to life than just the objective things that make you up you know that there's our subjective experience and you know there's the love between families and there's the you know the you know the, the the ethical dilemmas we have and that's a different domain from from the from the objective so i think the fact that it was taking an objective stance on something subjective was what made that uncomfortable to watch hopefully no it, it did mm. it, like a good uncomfortable not like a, mm. I'm, I'm I turning to turn this, this off. off. I've shut my But computer. you might. I mean, you're nope. welcome to turn it off. You won't. Uh, I promise you, anyone that watches it, <laughs> definitely will not turn this off. I really want to keep talking to you for ages, but that's all mm. we've got time for. That's all right. I'm afraid. So I have just one last question for you. By all means. Do you think this color palette works or should I change it? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, of, of, I think it suits you. Do you think it suits me? Mm. That's, yeah, that's good. There's okay. a lot of colors going on. I don't know if anyone can see the carpet, but it's it's. Uh, well, like it's I said, they match ex- the drapes. Exuberant. Yeah, exuber- vibrant, lively. I, I, I hope this doesn't match the drapes. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> anyway, side note. Basics. But, uh, <laughs> and we're done. Did like two rounds. Thank you so much for no spending Thank time you with me, me and spending time talking about your film, guys. Mm. Please, 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 if you get a chance, watch better. Um, watch better. Better. Watch better. Watch it all. Watch it all. However you pronounce <laughs> it, just watch it. Um, you've lost. I've lost my train of thought again. Mm. I'm just getting lost in your eyes. Well, I, I, I imagine it without glasses. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, no. Thank you so much mm. for being here, guys. If you get a chance, please, please, please subscribe to Iris Podcast. Also, follow me on Instagram. I could use the validation. We'll catch you soon. Bye. Thank you.